Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello, welcome to True Romance. I'm Devin Leary. And I'm Carolina Barlow, and we're going to get into it today. But we are also talking about how, as human beings, we like catching a feeling so once in a while watching a sad youtube video maybe a clip from gray's anatomy maybe the ending of when harry met sally so not necessarily sad but wistful nostalgic i just like to dine on it it's literally like a juicy steak to me or a sweet angel food cake it's something that i can really get a real satisfaction out of and music, too. Music, too. Yeah, of course. I remember texting you once because I listened to Ariana Grande's Fake Smile off her album, Thank You, Next. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed, Devin. I just cried to this. And you were like, oh, no, I cried to shitty pop music all the time. I actually cried a Camouflage by Selena Gomez. So, uh, so there, yeah. You're barking up the right tree. Demi Lovato, also, you had a lot of emotional oh, responses, God. too. Like I'm made of glass, like I'm made of paper. Saddest part about this is how terrible of a singer you are. I know one of few things that sucks about my life is that I love nothing more in my whole life than belting out a song, a sad song in particular. Specifically, I'm thinking of All Too Well by Taylor Swift. Oh. Where you just want to belt it out. And it sounds so bad. I've actually been in a car with someone and been like, okay, I am going to belt this and just don't say anything. I know you're going to want to say, oh, okay, like, oh, wow. Just don't say anything. I'm just going to belt it out. Just don't say anything because it's important to me, but it really sounds like actual catch it. It sounds like uh, the brakes on a car. Yeah. It's not working. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I have had a few friends who have been terrible singers, and you just happen to be one of them. But I, I love when terrible singers go for it. it, it, there's, it there's a glee that it brings. 
one of my fantasies is still from high school. Like I still think about being in high school and performing at the talent show and being like, Oh, of course. This is my song. And like, sorry. And I used to think about it with when I was in high school, I thought about, um, just like a pill by Pink that like I would sing that really oh, no. angrily. And looking back, it's like people in my high school would have been like, this girl is psychotic. If I was like, you're just like a pill, sit and making me better. But in my like fantasy, I was like, everyone would understand then that like the 75,000 boys that have rejected me were wrong. My high school talent show fantasy was that all of the guys I had crushes on were in like some form of band. Mm -hmm. uh, like they either sang or they played in jazz band or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to be in the audience dressed to the nines, hair professionally permed. And they're suddenly going to start singing like a journey song. And then they're going to hold out another mic and be like, get up here. And I'm going to be like, no, what? What's happening? And everyone's going to be looking around like, bruh, bruh, bruh. And then I'm going to slowly walk, like laughing, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then get up and sing with them. Wow. And it didn't happen for me. That's what I'll say. It's very Star is Born themed mm, fantasy. That's true. That may be why I saw that movie three times in theaters. Today on the pod, we have one of this year's New York Comedy Festival comics to watch. And from Quibi Show, Nikki Fresh, and also... From Broadway, please welcome to True Romance, Jared Goldstein. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. What a great intro. Please tell me I didn't hallucinate that in your bio and that you were actually in the Broadway production of A Christmas Carol. At I Madison was. Garden. I really oh was. My gosh. I feel so loved. I feel so seen. How, how old was this? Um, this was in 2000 and 2001. Oh, okay. tough years. Yeah. Oh, tough years. they were. They really were. Yeah, I was like 14, 13, okay. 14, 15. I was yeah. actually there too. I was um, the little girl in the audience asking her mom if she was too tall to be an actress. Uh. You may have heard of me. Did you see the show? No, I actually was not there. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I'm crushed. We couldn't make it. Sorry. I was at the stage door being like, Jared! <laughs> You're going to be on Please Quibi. <laughs> we were the ghost of your future coming back to tell you that you were going to be on Quibi one day. Oh, yes. My God. That's great. Thank you so much. Where are you calling us from? I'm in LA from my couch. Okay. I'm having my coffee right now, my morning coffee. So I feel like by like hour three of this episode, I'll be on fire, but it will okay. take me three hours to get there. Okay. I remember not knowing how caffeine worked. And when I uh, was uh, in the New York improv scene, and when I say New York improv scene, I mean uh, 301, I drank a Red Bull before a show, like chugged it before I was about to go on stage. And this guy was like, you know that that takes like 45 minutes to kick in, right? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. I actually didn't know that until you just said that. I didn't either. <laughs> but until... I've been drinking coffee since I was 12. So I feel like it just never has an effect on me anymore. Oh, yeah. My favorite story about Devin is that when she was like 11, her parents were like, we need to get Devin off coffee. And then she was such a bitch that they made her start <laughs> drinking it again. They were like, never mind. You mentioned in your stand up that you love malls, that you love mall culture? Yeah. Mall is church. Listen. Every Sunday. You come to the right place. We love malls. 
Yeah, I I love them. Grew up on Long Island, Roosevelt Field Mall. I'll take love Green Acres. Roosevelt Field Mall. I'll oh go my to God. Green Acres. I've been to Roosevelt Field. Should we go? <laughs> yeah, we should go. Every summer, like my mom and I, just like I had no friends, and every afternoon she'd be like, "Should we go to the mall?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> We'd just get lost in the mall for hours. And we'd listen to John Mayer the whole way there. And we would listen yeah. to John Mayer the whole way back. <laughs> and probably in some of the stores. Yes. They were probably blasting We'd them. go to the Gap. We'd Rooms hit- for squares. Yes. <laughs> Devin is big into the mall. I actually went to Roosevelt Field Mall with my friend because we had the day off work. And she was like, okay, I've heard this mall is really good. It's like kind of far away from the city. But like, are you down? I was like, yes, I'm down. Went to Red Mango. Went to a bunch of different oh, places. Oh, this is recent. Yeah, this was like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I heard that it's very fancy and money and a little bit exclusive now. That is true. And that is what happened to my local mall as well, is that it was trash when I was growing up, but I did love it. And I did get my driver's license just so I could drive myself there. And I wouldn't have to go with my mom and wait for her to go in her store so then I could go in my stores and like separate from her so I could buy stuff I really wanted to buy. But my mall sucked. And now it has like Lululemon and like an Apple store. And, and you're like, like, where did the Dippin' Dots go? Where's the Auntie Annie's? Where's the Auntie yeah. Annie's? Uh, we would call it Annie Anne's, but I love oh, I Annie love Anne's. this this okay. Parisian sort of influence you have. <laughs> Auntie Anne's? <The> France. <laughs> Auntie Anne's. A cinnamon sugar. A cinnamon sugar. Pretzel bite, please. Hot dog wrapped in cross croissant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um wait okay so what were the things wait where did you grow up i grew up in connecticut you grew up in connecticut and my mall was the danbury fair mall okay and then carolina you grew up in i grew up in brooklyn and then i moved to la for high school so i i never really got into mall culture until i started hanging out with devin and all of these <laughs> girls and devin was like if you go to aeropostale you can get a thong that was made five minutes ago. Yeah. Like, oh. in, a, in a cardboard box. That's where I got my first thong. And I was like, mom, do you mind if we like split up? Because I actually just like, I know you hate limited too, because the music's so loud. And I just wanted to like stop in there. And then I'll meet you at haagen in like 20 minutes. And she was like, okay. Then I go to Aeropostale, grab a bargain bin thong, buy it and like put it in my purse and like stick my tiny purse under my arm and run away. That's my origin story. <laughs> and that's it. And speaking of like breaking off from your mom to buy things you really wanted but didn't want your mom to know. Yes. One time at Roosevelt Field Mall, I um I went to Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom's. I went to Nordstrom's without my mom. Um and I was like I have to go get something secret <laughs> and special. And she was like, "Okay." And I went to Nordstrom's and I went to the hair section. And at the time, I was really obsessed with Fedrick Fakai hair oh, Yes, 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 yes. Yes. That was like just money, 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 yeah. money. Like luxury, yeah. class, luxury, class, luxury. Class, 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 class. all the way. Brad Pitt like in Troy. <laughs> yes. I would just sit at home on a Dell computer that was blue mm-hmm. and Google Frederick Fakai products and just like dream of this. And I went to the store. I bought, I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted an apple cider vinegar rinse and you use it in between the shampoo and the conditioner. Okay. And I was like, okay, I, I, I need, like, this is going to change the game for me. Like, everyone's just washing and, and conditioning. Right. But Idiots. Maybe. They don't Idiots. know. I'm going to be washing, clarifying 
and then conditioning. But I also couldn't have anyone know that I was doing that because then they right. would ultimately know that I was a homosexual. And <laughs> at the time, I really didn't, that couldn't, that couldn't, that information yeah. was for me only. Couldn't right. let anyone know. So <laughs> I went, I bought it. And then I like hid it from my mom and she was like, what? I like, I also didn't have a purse. So I right. just had to hold the Nordstrom's bag. And my mom was like, what, what is that? And I was like, it's a gift for my friend, Christine. It's uh, my girlfriend. It's not. Yeah. I truly sort of <laughs> tried to sort of pass it off as a gift for, for a girlfriend. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So that's what I was wow. hiding from, not thongs, but uh, clarifying apple cider vinegar rinses. <laughs> This reminds me of a bit in your stand-up where you talk about your Italian cousins and yeah. how <laughs> they called you Shampoo Boy, but just because you showered. <laughs> oh, that's man. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so amazing. It just reminds yeah. me how kids can get you for anything. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> for yeah. anything. For anything. Ruin your life no matter what. Yeah. I mean, toxic masculinity just truly peaked in like 2005. I just know, oh my God. unchecked. It's so hard to watch stuff from then, now. It's really hard to watch anything from before like 2010 or 2012. It's like every joke is like, bro, I am not gay, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, back to solving the mystery. Yeah. If you rewatch <laughs> Friends, so much of it is Joey and Chandler's gay panic humor. And it's yeah. so disturbing, especially because I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if Joey was gay. Or Chandler. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. yeah, Chandler. Oh, by the way, Monica is gay. Yeah, <gasps> totally. Oh, my God. Great point. You're so right. Great point. Wow. Never and thought of that. Phoebe is bi. Bi, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel is a virgin. And Rachel makes out for girls with yeah. her attention at parties. Wait, so this is an important question. What is your ranking of LA malls? Number one is the Grove, which is controversial. That is controversial. It's here's why. I don't okay. have a car. Oh wow. And I live near the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> here's why. I can go to the Grove. I can go. Uh so, so that's why I love it so much. But then also I do love it so much because it's like it is such a part of like moving to L.A. Like I, I feel like when a lot of people move to L.A., they start for whatever reason in West Hollywood. I feel like everyone starts in West Hollywood and then they go, let me move east. But everyone starts yeah. in West Hollywood. And a part of that is like getting to know West Hollywood is like going to like the Fairfax like weekend farmer's market and going to the Grove. Mm -hmm. and. The Grove feels like Disney World in so many ways. And like, I just feel like I was like, just moved to LA. I'm like seeing all these like billboards for movies that are made, not here, but it felt like it. You know, you felt like you right. were in the town of it. Yes. And then you would like go to this outdoor mall that was just always open and like, it's always the fountain. sunny. Yeah. And just the, the idea of an outdoor mall for someone from Long Island just like blew my mind. Like, totally you can agree. do this outside. This is incredible. Incredible. So oh, like recycled air. Yeah. Like just this is This is the great outdoors. It's like Disney World without the rides. And I don't really like rides. So I'm Same. like, this is great. Same. You know? <laughs> I used to always like sit out from the rides and everyone would make fun of me. Yeah. Oh, I was tortured by it. I wouldn't go on the rides and my like Brooklyn like cousins, they'd all make fun of me for it. So it was either like 
I'd get on the ride and I would cry and I would be made fun of for crying or I wouldn't get on the ride and I would be made fun of for not getting on the ride. It was a lose-lose. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry to keep on hampering on your cousins, but I was creeping on your Instagram yesterday and I saw <laughs> one of them wearing, what does the shirt say that he's wearing? Oh, I'm not gay, but $20 is $20. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, oh my God, that is so funny, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Great. That is, that's Great. my cousin. I'll, we could say cousin Chris. That's my cousin Chris. He is a star. <laughs> he is a star. He's like the person you write movies about, but he's the, he's really the person, you know? Oh yeah. my God. I love the idea of him just purchasing that. Being like, yep, that, I need to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh in the God. Bag. Cousin Chris, yeah. He and I were born like a month apart. Yeah. So like my mom and my aunt really felt like, oh, this is really <laughs> bonding for us. We're pregnant at the same time. They're both going to be boys. Like they're going to be BFFs. Like they're just, this is going to be so great. We just couldn't have been like just so polar opposites. And he was right. like such a, such a boy, like such a, like Chucky come to life. Like he loved <laughs> roller coasters he loved like fireworks he like loved being bad he like loved like scary movies i was scared of all the scary movies and he would just like he literally he bought a chucky doll and he would hide oh my no. no and he would throw it at me and i would cry oh my god <laughs> i hate boys they stress me out so much yeah he was really yeah they're always like throwing stuff and like like skateboarding in the house and it's scary boys are deranged yeah. deranged so you're a co-star on the show Nikki Fresh on Quibi. Yes. And first of all, your outfits on the show. Just period. Aren't they that. great? So amazing. Amazing. Did you Fran style yourself or no, was it a collaboration? I, I it was her name is Francesca Roth, and she is incredible and she can do a lot with a little. And that's what we did. <laughs> Truly, like most of those outfits were just like ordered off the internet like spandex like costumes like it was truly like silly goofy costumes or like clothes for children and just <laughs> the threw them costume. all together yeah it was wild like i it, it was so fun because like so much part like the show is so visual and yeah. such a fun doing the show was like all day long like watching like nicole come out in her new outfit and her new hair right. yeah and being like oh my god and and then I, I felt like I was always this like child's drawing of whatever she was wearing. <laughs> like mine. You wear it. You wear it. It seems completely natural. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, it was in, not at all. Not some of it. Some of it was mine, but um, but most of it was was not. Right. And Francesca Roth did such a great job. I was just thinking of the sheer top you wore. That was oh my visual. god yes and i was like that's yeah. beautiful that's beautiful yes that it was, all was so beautiful that was definitely one of my favorites i wanted to ask what it was like to act in a room full of early 2000s icons meaning nicole richie and the madden brothers Isn't which that is wild? the first scene of the pilot Obsessed. i think yeah um it was it was really wild like to my the first time like basically I even auditioned for the show they just brought me in for a meeting that i felt like i was like okay they'll this will kind of be the start of like an audition process and i met 
Nicole and um, like producers and her husband that day walked into their office oh, wow. and was just like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm, I'm here with like good Charlotte and yeah. Nicole Richie. <laughs> and it's, it started really quickly and it was, it was really wild. It really was just like, wow, this is, this feels like a, like a bit of a time capsule, but they're, but they're still very here and they're, and they're still like doing so much work. And yeah. Nicole is on like four TV shows if anything, the I Madden feel like brothers are like producing so much. Yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah, it definitely like. I kept just thinking about my sister. I kept thinking mm. like, I gotta tell Alana about this. Aww. I gotta tell my sister about this because it's like this is wild. That's so cool. And you guys have such good chemistry. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Was it immediate? Did you just click? Was it a twin I, soul flame? I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Early on, I really just wanted to like get along and like be helpful. And I didn't really like think much beyond that, especially because right. the process moved so quickly. Like truly, I had this meeting and 20 minutes in, they were like, so your fitting is in two weeks. And I was like, huh, my fitting? <laughs> I was like, did I, am I doing this? Did I get this job? Um, right. And then like, That's we so were just cool. like, thrown together and like on set and like working so like we we maybe interacted for like an hour before we started shooting oh wow um, but nicole is just such a lovely person and she's like so kind compassionate generous chill funny like she's so easy to get along with yeah. and i was just like so eager to do a good job and be helpful that it just it felt it felt simple like right away and then it was nice as the as we went on actually we bonded over a little life oh wow yeah the book wow. one of the books that i want to talk about on this podcast today um yeah it wasn't towards like the end of shooting because it was just like we were just shooting was kind of nuts and we were just sort of like getting through every day and just trying to just trying to do a good job uh but we started to get to know each other slowly and by the end i was like that at that that book is like so formative to me. So to learn that she had read it and then she like read, she's su she's such a reader, which mm -hmm. is like, you you just like, you you can tell when you talk to her because she's so smart and she's so like, she's just, she's the best. I can't say enough. Um, She's, she's like a poem. <laughs> I love hearing that she's nice. Yeah, me too. She's, it makes me so She happy. is, okay, she is so nice and she is so professional that I was the, the diva on set. <laughs> Uh oh. Truly. You were like, like, somebody needs to be a dick. And so I will fulfill that role. <laughs> I'm like, happy it's going to be it. me because she is an angel on this earth. Like, just so kind. Everyone from top to bottom, just so, such a team player, such a leader. Can't say enough. So that brings us to today's topic. We're going to talk about romance novels, but Jared is highbrow. So <laughs> Devin and I will bravely represent the lowbrow but you've yes. read novels such as a little life and a little life by hanya yanagihara lie with me by philippe besson uh call me by your name by andre Asiman. we're familiar um, with that one yeah that one i think i've heard of that one <laughs> there are some scenes that i may or may not look up on youtube from time to time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, there's a there there may be a instagram account called peaches in crema Oh. that I check out from time I to time. I hadn't even known. I hadn't heard. Devin and I <laughs> basically 
at our first episode said that Call Me By Your Name is the hottest movie we've ever seen. Yeah. It's just pure sexuality. I saw it four times in theaters. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's it so is. beautiful, but it's also, I am sort of obsessed with it because of how Timothy Chalamet became the sexual icon after it. And I feel like a part of it was, you know, there's the niche of straight girls being attracted to gay porn. But I think also it wasn't, it was just pure sexuality. Like it, mm. it surpassed any type of sexual preference. It, it's just heaven. It's Italy. <laughs> it's Italy. Oh, it's, it's, Italy. it's heaven. It is Call heaven. Call Me By Your Name is Italian culture. Yeah, it's really, it's really something. And then also on, on Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong is great. I love a sad gay book. That is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I have expanded my tastes recently, reading more uh, nonfiction, but I just, I do love to be swept away by a tragic, sad gay novel. My favorite of all is Giovanni's Room by yes. James Baldwin. I started Giovanni's Room when I was 20 years old and then called my sister reading her passages and explaining <gasps> how Carolina! they affected. I read her passages and I was like, so this is why me and my high school crush didn't work out. Oh my God. <laughs> like he wanted my love, but he wasn't willing to give it back to me. And... <laughs> She was like, okay, um, I'm going to make dinner right now, so I can't really <laughs> That book. Oh, my God. I love I love that. I mean, I didn't finish it, so let's not. I won't spoil books it. Finishing is like a PhD. Yeah. I started it this week, but didn't finish. I would recommend finishing it. It's sad. It ends poorly. But what was so great about it was like, it was, I think it was probably the first sad gay book I ever read when I was like maybe like 23, 24. Okay. Um, and I had never read anything like it. I'd never read James Baldwin before. And right. I just, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it was like, he was, he was like taking these experiences that are universal that I did not know were universal because there isn't enough like yeah. queer uh, media. And he, would describe them in such a poetic way that all the shame melted away. And I I just couldn't, he, there's a passage, he explains like crossing the street and making eyes at, at a man who is may, may or may not be gay, probably not gay. And just the experience of like basically cruising as like a closeted gay person. And I couldn't, I, tr I like, I, I felt like someone, I felt, it felt like the Truman Show. And I was like now wow, realizing yeah. I was on TV this whole time. And I was like, oh my God. Like it, it just like, it, it took the words that I didn't even know I had out of my mouth. And I, I just, oh, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's incredible. And I've just been chasing that ever since. And, and luckily there are a lot of really great authors um, who kind of can give you a, a taste of that. But that really is like just number one. That is so beautifully put. I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Richie is a poet, and so am I. <laughs> okay, so we are in the presence of an artist. Yeah. <laughs> we have to take a quick ad break, so we'll be right back on True Romance. I want true romance. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back on True Romance with Jared Goldstein, and I want to talk about escaping into romance novels. So many things popped into my mind and like the experience of being young and escaping into romances. And it then occurred to me that that was really easy for me because there were so many like the world was my oyster. Like there's so many books about like, you know, like the shy white girl who meets like the boy of her dreams in school and whatever and like so whatever genre like there there just was so much available to a straight white person um to insert themselves into a story like that and I wanted to know what your experience was if it felt like the the options were limited and not mainstream at all and not like the book everyone was reading and talking about like I just wanted to ask you about that experience. That's what I felt watching Call Me By Your Name. I read Call Me By Your Name after yeah. I after I'd seen the movie. And initially like when I saw the the billboards, I was like, oh God, like more straight white people playing gay people. Yeah. Like, and they're already like they're just they're asking for awards. Like it just felt yeah. like the immediate billboards were just like for your consideration <laughs> of like, okay, like all right, good for you guys. Great. Um, but then of course you have to see it. And then I did. And it, 
and I think a lot of people had this experience with it because this the love story sort of existed outside of uh, homophobia and like right. a like it took place in the eighties, but it was not about AIDS. It was like a uh, a gay love story, but it was not about like repression necessarily. I mean, there was some repression in in it, but but it wasn't about that, and there wasn't there was no antagonist to their love. Right. It just hit me so hard, and I was like, I have never seen a movie like this. Like, I've never seen a movie that I would describe as great. Right. That is about gay love. Mm. That is like only celebratory. Right. And I had to see it again and again and again. I went four times, and it's like in these moments, like reading these books or seeing these kind of movies, like you, I, I realized, like. Duh, of course, like, of course, like I and many people are starved, are like starved for this sort of like a media diet right? Um, and this representation. And like when when I get it, it's like I'm insatiable. Like I remember watching um, uh, Angels in America, the HBO miniseries. Love, 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 love Meryl Streep as a rabbi. That's all I have to say. It is so, and that is in the 80s and it is all about AIDS, but it just felt like it was just incredible. And like, it's just, it's an incredible play. And and they did such a great job with the movie. And when I, I I went to like rewatch it a few years ago and I watched the whole thing four times in a row. In the course of like a week and a half, I could not stop watching it. Like all I wanted to do was be with those characters. Right. Yeah. And I, when I, I finished, what was it, like six hour yeah, episodes? So, they're really long. They're long. I finished six hour episodes and I was like, episode one, let's do it again. Yeah. I finished the whole way again. I was like, episode one, let's do it again. I just kept watching it. And it's just really, it's it's like we we are we are starved for that sort of content and yeah. when when you get it it's it, you you don't even realize it until you get it and it makes sense because it's like how many how many movies are about a straight love story right. literally all the movies yeah like <laughs> the fast and the furious is about a straight love story and there's eight of them or yeah, nine of right. them like yeah. every movie is about straight love so to get a movie about gay love you're just like yeah thank you and like Devin was saying, how you can finally get stories that you can insert yourself into and how we've expected any minority to do that with straight, white, cisgendered love stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we said, watching Call Me By Your Name and read Giovanni's Room and watching Angels in America, like I have found it easy to take threads of those stories and apply them to my own life. And so it should be easy for the rest of the public to like literally yeah. in my last breakup. I was thinking about angels in America because I was thinking like, maybe I was with someone who is ambivalent about me, which is one of the like the big lines. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I burned the dinner. Oh my God. I can't even Jeffrey Tambor and that I could go on. Tony Kushner is one of my favorite writers. And I actually speaking of loving like a sad book, I guess that he is so sensitive that sometimes he can't get out of bed. Like he's like, I feel the world too much. Yeah. It's really hard for me. 
what do you need in these stories? Because Devin and I talk a lot about liking to catch a feeling. So I will watch something because I want to cry and I mm-hmm. will read something sad to cry. Um, but I'm also the kind of person when if I see a movie is rated R, if under that R, it doesn't say some nudity and sexuality, I will leave the theater. Like I'm here <laughs> to feel something. I'm here to be moved. But I also need like the wedding and I need them together in heaven. So it's a mix. Yeah. I have never been in love. So I think I'm just looking for love. And these books feel like, I guess it's just like peak indoor cat behavior to like sit (laughs) at home and like read. There's something like so insanely indulgent and luxurious about reading specifically a hardcover book. Mm, Yeah. Like sitting on a couch inside, air conditioned, reading a book. I feel like a king. I feel like like an aristocrat, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I yeah, I think it's it's just very peaceful and calming. And also what I what I like about it too is the way that you can connect with other people about it because it's right. like I'm not like some huge reader. I mean, I in quarantine, I have like that's it's I've become a bigger reader than I was, but like I'm kind of a slow reader. I kind of like read out loud. Like I'm kind of like kind of it's like kind of a mess like that. But when you read a book that you really love and then you find out someone else has read it, there is such like a connection there that is like mm-hmm. really yeah. very nice because it's reading is very unpopular, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is just sort of nice to like to to have that story and then just to kind of wait to connect. And now with like Instagram, like. I will like I will post about books and then the authors will send me little emojis and I'm like (gasps) little emojis. Yeah. Like Hanya Yanagihara. I posted I got a shirt that said, uh, you know, like those it was popular. Those like to have names on a shirt. Yes. Uh, It was the four characters from the book. It was like Willem, Jude, JB and Malcolm. And I posted a, a a, a picture of it. I tagged the book and I tagged her and I was like, "I, I love this. And uh, and she commented with like little little hearts and smiles. And then I just felt like, oh, my, this is incredible. Like Hanya Yanagihara. It's like there's a fandom that is like so uh, like specific about if you're reading a book that that you that you really enjoyed and then you can interact with the person who wrote it. It's like this person has like fucked you up on multiple levels in a way that like. Music comes pretty close, but there is something so specific about like reading a book that like really, really like breaks you down. And then to get to talk to the person who fucking wrote it, you're like, I mean, like it's yeah, it's really it's really exciting. How long did it take you to formulate a response to her emojis? I honestly don't remember, but I can say more recently I read a book called Minor Feelings by Kathy Park Hong. It's so good. Carolina. It's so good. <laughs> How far into it are you? I'm in the middle of the second chapter. I just finished okay. the first chapter. The, uh, the beginning hits really hard, so you're really in there. Yeah. She's an incredible... I went to Sarah Lawrence where she taught. Oh. She's an incredible writer. She... I feel like we're going to make out. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen. Don't, I, I, you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I'm I'm hungry, okay? <laughs> she She's lonely. Really She's lonely. Ready. I'm like, you said you were in LA. <laughs> I'm like, that's 
that's so funny. West Hollywood. What are your um, <laughs> um So I, I just finished the book. I loved it so much. Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible, incredible, incredible. I'm also like a lot of people I'm watching. Uh, um, I May Destroy You. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels between Kathy and Michaela. Oh, um, interesting. And anyway, I finished the book. I posted about it. She commented a, a blushing smile face and a purple heart. Okay. And then I wow. I, I told all my friends, Kathy Parkong awarded me a purple heart. Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, 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 I screenshotted that with my two friends who are comedians who you should have on the show. They're great. Uh, Julia Shiplett and Tian Tran. We read it sort of together as like a book club. Uh, okay. Kind of like an accidental book club. We were all just happened to be reading it. And uh, and I had sent that to them and taken a little picture of it. And just like in a panic, like in a, like an excitement moment of like, I can be friends with Kathy Parkong if I play my cards right. I oh my God. <laughs> sent her that DM. So I sent it to her and then she saw it but didn't respond. And then I was oh, like, no. oh no, I came on no, too no, strong. No, no, no. <laughs> but then like a day later, she, she, she double tapped and I thought, okay, all right. Wow. So we're friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a squad. If you want to be in our squad, let me yeah. know. <laughs> you have to have my friend Kathy on the pod. <laughs> You'll love her. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the feeling of we've been to the same We've lived the same story for a second. And that's why I think it surpasses a movie or a song is that you're like, you took me somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's them alone. Like, I think a part of it is like with music, it's like there's like there's like a band and there's like a producer and it's like books have like editors and stuff. But it does feel like it's so extremely personal. Like you alone took me to this place. And right. the and, and the medium of it was like text but you are a, like a human, like a living flesh human that I can mm -hmm. interact with. So that's, mm -hmm. that's like kind of exciting. That's exciting. I also think the most romantic stories are, I mean, we can throw it back to Romeo and Juliet, um, where I think Mercutio, by the way, is gay and in love with mm. Romeo, but that's a separate story. But I think the most romantic love is unfulfilled. Like, I really do think that some of my... The stories I go back to in my own life are like the guy I never kissed in college and we were best friends and what could have been. And I think that heartbreak in novels is more affecting than when they end up together mm -hmm. for that reason. Oh, so it's yeah. Like, oh, you really got me. And it would have almost cheapened it if they had gotten together. I mean, Call Me By Your Name is the perfect example, right? It's like, yeah. oh, what? got me about that story was it was about your first heartbreak you know like when his dad is saying you have to feel this don't try to stay away oh which yeah like oleo, yeah oleo, oleo, oleo. i uh. literally watching the end credits when timothy chalamet is just crying into the fireplace i was inconsolable me and my boyfriend at the time watched it before the oscars and my boyfriend was like are you should we still have people over like are you gonna be okay? <laughs> and i was like i'm just happy for what we have right now no matter what happens okay if you like um heartbreak and um and like a loving father figure continue a little, a little life. life oh a little i love a dog life. book 
Oh my god! I mean, this book has been through it. Also, like it, I, it's my Kill Mosquitoes book. I don't know if you see, but there's dead mosquitoes there's on dead it. Dead bodies all there's over the back of this. Some book. carnage on it's there. Literally covered in my blood. <laughs> um, it's it is it hits so deep and hard and doesn't stop. It's okay. It's 800 pages. Um, okay. And I finished it, and I went right back to page one. <gasps> like it. Oh my god! Honestly, it feel it feels like two or three books that are your two or three favorite books you've ever read in your whole life. So by the time you're done with it, you're like, I, I want more. Like it's not long enough. It's yeah. crazy. We need to take an ad break. We'll be right back with True Romance. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com And we're back with True Romance with our guest Jared Goldstein and um, this uh, some other people (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and Carolina Barlow and Devin Leary I wanted to share so before like when I was like 14 the idea of porn really freaked me out like video footage naked bodies no thank you but I was in the library and I saw a copy of Delta of Venus by Aeneas Nin. And I was like, I'm going to have to add to cart. So I just put it in my backpack and stole it. By the way, that's a book of like short erotic stories. And 
So cut to a year later, we're moving from my house and my mom finds it under my bed. And she was like, why are you hiding 1940s erotica under your bed? <laughs> and I did that thing, you know, when you're like defending yourself, but you're way too mad. I have no idea how that got there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. My mom is like the most liberal person ever. She was like, oh, I think it's funny that it's under your bed. And I was like, mom. Okay, you're actually crazy. And I don't know. Maybe it was Nora. Maybe it was my sister. Maybe it was you. Like, I don't know what you're doing to me right now. That is so, oh my God. And then I, I walked like 10 blocks and put it in the trash can. And it was like I was detonating a bomb. Like, I was like, oh, okay, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So my relationship oh my to God. sexuality is healthy. And I will sue anyone who says otherwise, including my own family. I had oh the God. same experience, but with black and white photos of an actor from Baywatch. <gasps> Which one? Honestly, I cannot remember his name. I like black oh. it was out. Was this printed Every... from the computer? <laughs> Could you imagine? On Xerox paper? No, it was just on my computer and my mom went on my, and now, even now, I'm only now realizing like, what the fuck? Like, why are you on my computer? She went on my computer and found them. And then oh. she was like, so I found these pictures. And I was like, of what? What was his name? <laughs> I can't, oh uh, man, he's not famous anymore. He's not like the Hasselhoff. He's anything. not the Hoff, okay. No, it'll there come to me. pictures of like David Hasselhoff on the floor of his bathroom eating a burger. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I found some images. Yes. And I had the same reaction, which was just truly like yelling no. Like a nonsensical, like just no, no. Like no. I, I just felt like if I yelled no loud enough, like yeah. somehow like I would rip the time and space continuum and just change the game. <laughs> That's so funny. John Gabris, this comedian, was on a podcast talking about how he used to print porn pictures. Also from Long like, Island. From his com oh, yeah. Yeah. He used to print porn pictures from his computer and that his family was like, so the computer printer is missing some colors. Um, they're pink, red, brown, black, white, beige, like all colors of like, different people's bodies. And yes. Like, um, I don't I don't know. I don't speak English. Sorry. <laughs> That's so intense to notice that is which so cartridges funny. are I running know, low. I know. But I love I love to hear that that diversity, you know? Yeah. Decolonize yes, 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 your yes, porn. Yes. He should have said, I don't see cartridges, mom. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> also on the topic of romantic stories, when I went to college, my college boyfriend studied writing and he would write these short stories that he would give to me to like hey take a look at the short story i read and he started passive aggressively writing about this tall girl with curly blonde hair and these were a series of stories in each one there would be a hint of a suggestion about things she was doing wrong and one, he recommended, like, I wish this girl grew her hair out longer. And another, he recommended the girl stop drunkenly leaving videos on people's Facebook walls. And I was like, I was so unsure of myself. I was like, this isn't happening. He's not writing stories about, like, with me as the protagonist doing wrong things. <laughs> doing wrong things. He, another, he was like, she should have only worn dresses because she didn't look good in pants. 
And I would be reading these stories and be like, is he trying to incept me? Like, is this really <laughs> happening? Anyway, we're still together. <laughs> it doesn't wow. sound like an inception. It actually sounds pretty straightforward. I know. It was so crazy at the time. I remember telling my friend, I was like, I think this is what's happening. And she was like, that's insane. And I was like, no, it can't be happening. It can't be happening. Oh, God. So we wanted to ask you on this topic, who would you want to play your love interest in a rom-com? And you can choose anyone, living or dead or in purgatory, or me. <laughs> <laughs> We're options. We're options. But continue. Your options. Um, who would I want to play my love interest in a rom-com? Okay, that's tough. I think I want my rom-com to be about a throuple. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So I'm going to pick two people. Yeah, great. And one of them are no Valois. Wow. An incredibly handsome man. And then I will also say... Um, Manny Jacinto. Jacinto? Looking this up as well. It's probably Jacinto. Oh, wow. And I just said Jacinto. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so hot. Yeah, they're just like two like incredibly oh, wow. gorgeous looking men. And I only care about looks. So. Yeah. Great. So that's who I want. And also they're actors. So they'd be really good. They do a really good job. <laughs> and they're alive. <laughs> They and they're alive. For him. They're available. They're they're SAG. They're uh they're ready to work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a practical choice. Very Look, practical I'm trying to choice. save the arts. <laughs> <laughs> My rom-com co-star would be Shia LaBeouf. And Great. the movie would be not rated. And <laughs> it would be one of those things where people are like, are they dating? Did they really have sex in the movie? The chemistry couldn't have been fake. And I would be like, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. All I'll say is that Shia and I had an amazing connection and, and he's, a, he's a friend. He's a wonderful person. That's all I'll say. Um, mine is James Gandolfini. May he rest. Woo! Next question. If there were a romance novel written about your life what would it be called it would be called call me by your name three because oh, wow. there's already a sequel okay so that's kind of taken it should be the third one that comes out like the sequel is not yeah. that good and people are like oh i didn't live up to yeah. the original but they're gonna try it one more time with number three and then everyone mm -hmm. goes to see it and they're like this is the call me by your name that we know and love this is everything it was supposed to be yeah and it's like, it's basically calling by your name, but then uh, like this time they realize that they have powers. Oh. And they have to like save the world. Okay. And, <laughs> and like, then Magneto go shows up. One last mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is like Magneto is in the movie. Oh, yeah. In the okay. book. He's in the book. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Magneto's in the book. And Magneto is uh, Michael Fassbender. And oh. um, Michael Fassbender sort of discovers his sexuality in a new way. I love Beautiful. that so much. My book would be called Sweet and Shia, and it would be about a girl who's sweet and shy, and then Shia LaBeouf moves to town. And everyone's like, an actor's in town. Like, there's no way he'd go for a regular girl. And he does, and it's me. Okay. <sighs> Cute. Devin? 
Sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Mine would be called If I Did It by O.J. Simpson. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it. love story. It's a little unexpected. <laughs> little Did you guys see that headline? There's a headline that I guess O.J. Simpson was, was right talking. when he posted about Fox News. He was talking about COVID and he was like, if they close golf courses, I will go crazy. And we were like, okay, don't threaten us like that. Please. (laughs) We know what that means. We know what that means. I keep thinking about you saying that you hadn't been in love before. And do you think that you're a, and bear with me, like a hopeless romantic at heart? Or are you a cynic who dips their toes in romance sometimes? I'll say I definitely was like I definitely was a hopeless romantic <laughs> in college. In college, uh, in college, I listened to Jason Mraz every night. <laughs> I'm yours. I would turn on a paper lamp and I would listen to Jason Mraz every <laughs> night, and I thought I want to love. Oh, that is exactly what hopeless romantic sounds like. like Truly, like, just give me a paper lamp and a, and a Jason Mraz track. Acoustic, And I right? was just like, oh, anything, anything. Yeah. And, yeah, I just was like, all I want is love. And I was, like, living in New York, and I wanted, like, a Felicity romance. I was like, oh, where's my band? <sighs> yeah, I used to be. But then it just got to a point where it was like, my life is so – um is so like I've normalized it so much that I don't I don't know anymore. But yeah. I'm always like I'm always like really open to it. Like I like I definitely like would like I think a relationship sounds incredible. I also think I would stop screaming at my friends so much if I had a boyfriend. I'm like this is misplaced. Like this is my poor friends. Like I'm putting so much on them. Like they don't deserve this. <laughs> Devin <laughs> you literally know? used to yell at me when she was. Single. I was gonna say yeah. I'd be like, you don't know what it's like to not have a boyfriend. Yeah. That's her metal song. Literally, before Devin started dating the guy she was with, she came over one day to my house and she was like, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, I texted him if he wanted to hook up and he didn't, he responded, ha ha ha. And I was like, well, maybe he was intimidated. And she was like, okay, you don't know the whole story. So just wait a second. <laughs> oh, that's actually God. what I said. And then I started crying. So, yeah. The <sighs> best part of that story, and we have to get into it on another episode someday, is that my mom sat down and she was like, Devin, have you ever read a book called He's Just Not That Into You? And Devin was like, <laughs> okay, salt wound, get out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, was not tough. the time, not the time for that book recommendation. She's like, Devin, have you ever read a book called You Dumb Idiot? <laughs> you Stupid Fool. You're never going to get it. Ah, ah, ah. Bye. Oh X, God. Y, and Z. <laughs> I'm peeing myself. But I do want to read that book. I'm in the building and I'm PM myself. So I have to say that my last question, I guess, would be, and it's personal. Oh. What would you like to plug? Ooh, what would I like to plug? <sighs> I really mean this. Nothing. Oh, wow. 
Nothing besides reading. He just left the room. He just left yeah. the room. <laughs> he dropped the mic, guys, and he walked From away. From the bottom of my heart, absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. I'd like to plug Hanya Yanagihara. Okay, Read I love that. A Little Life. A Little Life out in stores now. Please shop indie bookstores and support yes. them. And it's 800 pages and it's not enough. It's 800 pages and you're left wanting more. Yeah. Jared Goldstein's blurb on the book. <laughs> <laughs> that and it's great for killing mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. There's literally three <laughs> dead mosquitoes on the back of this book. We can confirm. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us today. This was so this was, beautiful and wonderful. I had such a great time, truly. <laughs> you really inspired us to read. I'm an inspiration. Purple hearts all around. That was Jared. He was lovely. Do I ever want to have a dinner party where Jared's not there? No. No, not ever again. I don't think I will be reading. And I want to say that out loud to our listeners so they know we are not fibbers. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to read the book and like whatever. But part of me was just like, what would that involve? Like getting a Kindle or like, listen, I just started watching Real Housewives. And so I've got like the next year books. Oh, yeah. To be quite honest. You're so lucky. I have been reading a self-help book called The Untamed Soul for like two years. And I'm like, it's like 200 pages long and I'm like 50 in. I do read a lot. I will say that though. I do read a lot, but it's just not, it's not going to be happening right now. I've been owning Infinite Jest and just looking at it on my bookshelf for like five years. And that's exhausting enough. My pet peeve is seeing Infinite Jest in straight guys' houses. I know. And I'm like, no, you didn't. That's what I want to tell them. I want to point at the book and look at them and say you didn't do that yeah right <laughs> yeah right yeah right well regardless i hope jared B's our friend i hope he is what did you learn today today i learned i don't know if you can hear the crickets outside my window but that's really what's going on in my brain i learned that we need more queer love in our stories. I also learned that I want to rewatch Angels in America. Oh my gosh, that sounds like such a good idea. What if the next six episodes of our podcast were just us analyzing each act of Angels in America? <laughs> we're like, you guys, sorry, I know we did it last week, but we've got week three of Angels in America. Buckle on in. I heart, I'm sorry, but this is just where we're focused now. I think that would be fun. I think we should do like some kind of assignment like that. True Romance slash Angels in America coming to you next week. Please stay tuned. Please come back. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. True. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. 
For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.